This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, it's Alana, and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real-life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Oh my God, you guys. I am so, so, so excited for today's episode. Everybody, welcome Talia Corin on to Seeing Other People. Talia, I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, you are one of the people I've absolutely looked up to as I've like been kind of starting off in this dating world, dating Instagram and podcasting world. So everything like watching your journey, especially last year, like all the milestones you had was so inspiring. Like I was like, get it, Alana. Yes. So I don't know. I'm so excited to be here. And I feel the same about you. I feel like, first of all, congratulations on all of your success. I feel like you are helping so many people and that must feel so rewarding. But every single time I've seen you post something for as long as like we've known of each other, I'm just like shaking my head like, yes, like nodding along like, yes, like Talia gets it. So I feel like anyone listening right now who is unfamiliar with you, like I'm so excited that we get to introduce them to you and um hopefully some of your audience comes and listens to this as well. But I'm just, I, I feel like you and I have so many similar mindsets and there's so much that you're not afraid to say. And there's so much that you learned in your own journey. So I am so excited to dive in. I don't know how many times yes. I've said that I'm excited, but I'm excited <laughs> yeah. if you couldn't tell. <laughs> if it, we can't tell, yeah, we are. <laughs> yes. Okay. So a lot to talk about. First, I want to start with, okay. I was going to, I was going to dive in, but Guys, Talia just got engaged, so we can't yes. not start with that. Congratulations! Thank you. Yes, and you were key in the in like keeping me sane. Um, a couple of days before uh, he popped the question, which I did not know was coming, I reached out to you and I was like, um, "How like did, like did because you? I remember you had that reel where you were like, okay, I think I'm getting engaged today,' and I knew it was coming. And I asked you, like, did like waking up that morning and kind of having that feeling ruin it for you. And you're like, no, I love that it was going to happen. And like, you gave me this whole pep talk and I was like, okay. And then it happened. And I actually had no idea that was the day. <laughs> That's so It's And it's like, even if you know, like the week or the month, like it almost doesn't matter because in the moment it's like, was it not the most surreal thing you've ever experienced? 
Yes, it was it was so perfect. Like I couldn't have planned it better myself. Like how how did he do it? So we um we live in Mountain View, which is like uh, in the South Peninsula, South Bay. I don't know. I'm new here. Okay, <laughs> and I'm from New York. Uh, and we dro- we drove down to Santa Cruz, which is something we do like once a month. Like it's a normal kind of like oh it's a Sunday. Like we have nothing to do. Let's just drive to Santa Cruz. My fiance went to school there, and I love it there. Um. It's like a beachy town. So we like do our normal routine. Again, I didn't like I got dressed that day, like kind of trying, but not, you know, like I had no idea. And then after our routine, we like went over to these like cliffs where it's like the beach and there's usually surfers there. We wanted to like see the surfers and check out that area. And like we were taking pictures of me, which is very normal. Again, all very normal stuff. Like I had Mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, this would be a great place to propose. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets on one knee like and I'm like, you're joking because Throughout, we've been talking about rings for months. We've been talking about this and getting engaged for like eight months. It's been a very drawn out process. So he would joke, he, like we were in Central Park and he like pretended like he'd get down on one knee and pretend. So I was like, you're joking. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he got the ring out. And in my excitement, I knocked the ring out of his hands. Like we're on a cliff. No. Like, we, yeah. <gasps> no, I, it was, and it fell in the bushes. Longest moment of my life. <laughs> I like saw where it went out of the corner of my eye, but it was, it was felt like a very long moment, but I like picked it up, gave it back to him, you put it on my finger, it's here on my finger. <laughs> that is terrifying. Anytime I see somebody propose like on a boat or next to a body of water, I'm like, how, how I could not, or even I saw, I know somebody who proposed on a ski mountain and I know a lot of people do that. I'm like, if you drop that in the snow, you're not finding it. Gone. Especially on like a cloudy day. No, forget it. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it was a little wild. People were cheering for us. I wonder if they like saw me knock it out of his hand. Um, but no, then we like went to a winery and it was just like, it was amazing. It was perfect. And then I also proposed back to him with a ring um, the following weekend. I had my own plan. And, what you know, made I, you want to do that? I've been thinking about it for a while. It's just like, I don't understand why when you're engaged, like only women wear a symbol of that. And it's like, why don't guys like, I want people to know he's taken too. Like, I agree. <laughs> you know? So um, like he's off the market too. Yeah. And I, I just like, I thought about a watch, but I read that watches are bad luck um, for some reason. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that superstitious, but I don't want to chance it, you know? Uh, so I just, I picked out a ring that's kind of like casual. It doesn't look like a traditional wedding band. It looks more like it's, it could be like a, just a fashion choice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and he'll pick out a wedding band when we're doing that. But yeah. Did he know that you were going to plan to do that? I did tell him literally like 10 minutes before he proposed. I was like, I'm just going to tell him. Oh, I I, sh- I should have waited. Like, I really should have waited. But I just like, I was like, oh, like, I want to even the playing field. I hate this anticipation. <laughs> right. You want to make him feel a little of the, it's not pain, but it, in a way it is. But it's like and nice it's, pain. It's just the anticipation. And you know, it's funny because his reaction was like, very low key and I didn't realize he was like trying to muster up the courage to propose to me at that moment <laughs> you know? yeah I mean we've never been funny. I guess you now have been put in that position like was it nerve-wracking for you or because you knew that he knew that you were going to do it you were like ah like I already know it w- it's not like he's gonna say no like I already said I yes st- <laughs> I still felt like that feeling when you're about to go on stage you know what I mean that like rush you know absolutely it was I was definitely nervous even though yeah (laughs) like it was a sure thing (laughs) yeah so highly recommend anyone who is thinking about it I think it's a really nice gesture and like 
like guys want something to show off too you know it's like yeah. it's all about the ring and then what do guys get <laughs> true I mean, we're about to start shopping for our wedding bands. Well, like maybe Yay. I'll surprise you yeah. with something before. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was great. I'm really excited. You know, we were dated for a year and a half and we met on Hinge. So to anyone listening, you know, I know you met Jake on Hinge. Yes. Like Hinge it can work. It can work. It can, it can work. Somebody sent in a question that I, I'm not, we're not going to answer this because it's just, we're, this is not a, a question that we should be answering less than two weeks after getting engaged. But um, someone said, what are your current wedding plans? And <laughs> I empower you to not think about those for like at least a month because I didn't do that Oops. and I wish I did. No! <laughs> <laughs> we already, I already booked a venue. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because we want to get married this year, like in this calendar year. So I'm like, let's just do it. I was Power like, you know you. what? Yeah, I know. I know. I really, but I couldn't. I was like, I've been thinking about this for so long. And, yeah. you know, he, he was very like, he didn't want to talk about wedding planning until we were engaged, which I get. So I've been like, it's like I've been holding back all this time. <laughs> like I've been like, don't look at photographers, don't research reviews. <laughs> okay, now you can. You can finally. Yeah, do yeah. It, now, so, okay, yeah. fine. Hit the ground. But we're we are going to do a very different wedding. We're doing like a small family only ceremony, basically an elopement, and then a reception the next day at a brewery. So nothing, tra- no traditional like venues here. Yeah, got it. Polar opposite of mine, and I love it. Too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I wish, in hindsight, that I uh, did that. <laughs> <laughs> your, your wedding is going to be so amazing. Like seriously, you're going to love it. So you're, you're doing it in New York, right? Like in, in Westchester, where we both grew up. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. It'll be great. Okay, so you are known as dating intentionally. Maybe you're not known as that. You're Talia, but your <laughs> account is dating intentionally. Your podcast is dating intentionally. What does dating intentionally mean to you? And why is that what you initially decided? Like, hey, I'm going to create a page about this and talk about this. Yeah, I, well, it means to me, it means like knowing what you want and your actions aligning with that. So dating intentionally doesn't necessarily mean dating intentionally for a relationship. Like if you want something casual that also you can date intentionally for casual, right? It's just whatever you really want in your heart of hearts you are making decisions that support that. So like if you want a relationship, you are not pursuing the situationship, right? You're not chasing that. You are going to be like, nope, that is not aligned with what I'm looking for. I'm going to go in this direction instead. So that's basically what I would define as dating intentionally. Um, and I started it because after my breakup, I had a, I dated someone for six years and we lived together and everything. We broke up. Um, I realized like when I was 23 entering that relationship, I was the opposite of dating intentionally. I like, you know, we met on OkCupid again, dating app success, I would call that. Um, And, you know, I just swiped on him because he was hot and I thought he was into snowboarding because he had one snowboarding picture. (laughs) But he that was his only time when snowboarding was funny. That's You know what? I get so mad at people. Not so mad. Like my brother has a photo of him holding my dog in his profile. And I'm like, no, you're catfishing people. Like, yes. you don't have a dog and you're also kind of allergic to dogs. So girls are going to think that you are a dog lover and that's your dog and that's why they're going to match with you. And neither of those things are true. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't, don't. It's like, yeah, it's like not my dog, but come on. We know it's like clickbait. It's swipe bait. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> um, so it was, yes, it was swipe bait for me. Like I, you know, got that. And so, yeah, we've gotten to this relationship, not knowing my needs, not thinking about what I really wanted really just like trying to make it into something I hoped it would be, but it was like the wrong person. So coming out of that relationship at 29, I was like, I'm going to do it differently. 
I'm going to get I was already crystal clear what I needed and then I decided to like shape my entire dating experience around my needs and that is how I got here oh well I started the account because a couple of months into my dating journey, I realized none of my other single friends were having fun. I'm like, why am I the only one having fun here? Like, what's going on? So <laughs> that's why I started the account. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one last thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto 
are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 and use code seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. That's code seeing other people 50 at factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. What do you think it was that you were doing differently than them? Because I think that's a really interesting insight that you were like, oh, like I'm enjoying this. I'm having a good time and everyone else seems miserable. Like this is a shithole that they have to deal with. Yeah, I want to acknowledge the privilege of dating in Seattle, right? It's dating on easy mode for women, like straight women. Um, It is, there are more single men than women there. And they're all like, you know, tech company, like they're into outdoorsy stuff. Like I think they're all really attractive. Like it's pretty easy to date there compared to New York, which I think is really tough. And like DC and some East Coast locations. Um, So I wanted to say that, but I think I had fun because I just like, I knew what I needed. I wasn't going to settle for anything less. And I just wanted to explore. Like I trusted that I would find my person because I'd been in relationships before. Like I can do it again. Getting into a relationship, I think is somewhat easy, but getting into a relationship with the right person is really hard. So like, yes. So that yes. was why I was having fun. It was like, I'm just going to treat this like an experiment. I'm, I liked testing dating advice from podcasts like yours, right? I was like trying out, like I listened to you up and other podcasts. I'm like, okay, they said this, like, let me just try that. Like I would just try different things. And it was fun. You were really experimenting and I applaud you for doing that. And I think that's something that I would encourage more people to do. I think it's very difficult when there are so many different dating podcasts and dating experts and influencers and every other book is a self-help dating relationships book, how to find your person. And it can be really difficult when there's so much noise. And I'm not saying it's all just noise. Like a lot of it is really good advice, but not every piece of advice is going to work for you. And so it can be really confusing to hear all of these things, to see all these things, to read all these things and be able to determine what you should actually do. And there are going to be pieces of advice that completely don't work for you. And then there will be others from the same people or different people that really do work. So I think that's something that everyone can benefit from is really testing it out and saying, oh, like, okay, I heard this thing. I'm not sure how that lands for me. But let's try it out and see how I feel. And then maybe I'll try it again or I won't. Right. Exactly. And it's like that it's a very low stakes way of dating. Right. It just feels I think that's another reason why I had fun. I just wasn't like I'm 29 or I'm 30. Like I need to like find someone. I knew that it would work out. And even if I was I was ready to be single for like years and years, honestly. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Like I met my fiance, Johnny, in the like a year after my breakup. But I was fully ready to be single for another couple of years, like at least. Yeah. Wow. What do you think it was once you finally went from like enjoying singlehood to then being in that place where you did meet Johnny or you did decide that you wanted to not just enjoy being single, but move towards maybe not dating intentionally, but dating intent with the intent of finding a partner? So when I left my relationship, like it took me a solid six to eight months to get over it. And I will say I was doing like some of that uh, work in the relationship. Like I kind of, I definitely let it drag on like a little too long. I knew I was going to leave him, that kind of thing. So I, and I worked my ass off like uh, on getting over him, like therapy, books, like everything, like solo trips, like you you name it, All I did it. Things. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I would say the shift was 
when I first started dating, like exploring, knowing I had nothing to give, I didn't want to work on it with someone. That was like the phase one of like, I'm dating people, but I know these are going to be short kind of three, four date things with each person because I don't want to work on it. I don't want to get over the ick. I don't want to like, you know, uh, like work on accepting them and like figure it out. Then after a year, because I wanted to be single for a whole year, that was my goal. I was like, okay, I feel like I have the mental and emotional space to work on it to like, okay, this kind of like, oh, noticing these like weird little things like quirks about someone and accepting them instead of being like, no, no, next. Like, you know, I think I honestly think sometimes getting turned off is a choice. A hundred percent. Yeah. I completely agree because I think there are certain things where if if you see someone or hear someone do something or say something that you're doesn't really land like if you like other things about them you're gonna choose to like ignore it we ignore shit like that all the time but if you're already like one foot out the door and they say something you're slamming the door shut yep yeah and there were times like before when I was still like kind of working through moving on from my ex, like I did try, like I actually I had a two monther and I had a one monther with someone, and like there, I, when I had the one month thing, I just knew, like I'm like you know what, I'm not done exploring. Like I just, like he was a little, like there were some quirks I wasn't super into, but like nothing. If I really liked him, like I probably could have pushed past it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we can let those things slide when we. It's want okay. To. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So where were you at? in your dating life when you and Johnny met? So at that point, it was like a year after. It was really interesting. So little like tea here. I had met someone before Johnny that I really liked. It was like, it was like number, I dated 64 people in 10 months. So just, so this was date number 50, this guy. I really liked him. Oh my Wait, God. And this, like, this 64 people in 10 months is separate from your 200 in less than a year? No, it's the same thing. It's not 200 people, 200 dates. 200 dates. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that with 64 people. numerically yeah. more reasonable. 200 in a year that. is – yeah, no, no. Cool. So this guy literally liked him and we were we – were, everything was going great, right? Like we stopped. We deleted the apps, like the whole thing. And then I had not told him about my Instagram and my – I didn't have a podcast at that point. But I was going to tell him, 100% can tell him. It just didn't really like come up. I don't know why. And then someone on Instagram like found him and told him and like sent him screenshots of the positive things I was saying about him on my Instagram because I would like talk about my dates. So, so like, he, like a follower found. Yeah, him, like found. a rando. Yeah. And look, there were mistakes made. Like my pro- my profile was public. My personal profile was public. His was public. We were following each other. Like it was very obvious like who he was mm-hmm. if you were looking. Yeah. And he ended it with me because of that, which like, again, valid. Like, I understand that. And I tried to, like, fix it. But ultimately, I had to, you know, he, that one got away. <laughs> but honestly, it's fine. It I mean, for the best. Yeah. But so, like, when I met Johnny, it was right after that. So then I was telling everyone, like, on the apps or, like, on the first date or when I was texting them that I had this Instagram. Hey, this thing I do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I did learn my lesson um, and I met. So after that happened and I like moved on, I set up like seven first dates in a week <laughs> and um, Johnny was one of them. So what number was he? 56. What, what number was he that week? Oh, he was. Okay. I don't remember, but like I had a date. So we had a virtual date because he wasn't in Seattle yet. 
he was like moving there. He had a job and apartment already. So I knew he was like for sure moving there. But I had a date right after. So I like got ready for that date and then did the virtual (laughs) date with him (laughs) right before. Oh my God. Was it like, was that connection there on the first virtual date? Like, did you go into the, your in-person date after being like, like thinking about him or was it just like, okay, that's fine. I'll meet him maybe. I literally thought I was, I would never hear from him again. (laughs) Like, and it's not because it wasn't a good chat. It just like thought like, okay, this guy's moving to Seattle. He's probably setting up so many of these virtual dates or like, he's probably talking to other people or whatever, you know, when people move, like things fall apart. Like it just, you never know. You can't be sure. And that's why I really hope like people don't get attached to things, like especially on a first date, like you never know really where it's going to go. So No, I didn't expect to hear from him, but he kept texting me. We had like two video calls and like two phone calls in like a month and we were texting a little bit. Then he finally got here and we had our actual like in-person first date. And even then I was like, I think that like I was expecting him to want to meet other people. You just moved to a new city, you know, (laughs) don't you want to see other? And he like, no, he was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Well, you know, and that's that goes to show like we assume so many things about people and we put words into their mouths and thoughts into their head that might not at all be the situation. I, I find that happen. A, I find that happening a lot with this situation. It's like, oh, well, I just met them, but they just moved here. So like, there's no way they want to settle down. It's like, maybe, but maybe not. You don't yeah. know. And don't decide that for them. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I wish you guys understood how many compliments I've been getting on my skin lately. And I know that sounds so weird to say, but hear me out. Like not just my face, but my entire body. Whenever it happens, I'm so proud and excited to tell them every single detail about it because I'm actually sticking to a skincare routine with products that make me feel so good. And I want you all to feel as good in your skin as I do, especially when you're going on dates and meeting new people. I've been using Oak Essentials, which is a line of luxurious, incredible products that actually work, especially if you're trying to achieve that natural no makeup look. 
Oak Essentials is by the Jenny Kane team, which means that we know their products are top of the line with the highest quality ingredients that will make you feel incredible. Okay, let's talk about the routine. I feel like things have gotten out of hand with everyone feeling like they need 27 different serums and moisturizers for their routine and to have different morning and night things when really all you need is one or two products that are really high quality, good for you, and will make an impact. So what I've been using is the Moisture Rich Balm from Oak Essentials. It supports collagen production and delivers hydration, leaving this gorgeous luminous glow. I use a little bit in the morning and a little bit more at night, and it has changed the way that my skin looks, feels, and glows. Not to mention, I feel so much more confident not wearing makeup, which also saves me time and money, so it's an all-around win. I'm calling it 2024 is the year of the natural head-to-toe glow. My followers will get 15% off their first order when they use code seeing other people at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S dot com promo code seeing other people go ahead and treat yourself at oakessentials.com from luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care you deserve it right right exactly and i know like he was also pretty persistent like i remember like i remember watching seeing content about your story with jake and he like didn't he follow up on hinge like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it was similar to that like he kind of was following up and like being very persistent but in a respectful way and I think that is why I was letting it happen in a way Mm -hmm. even though I'm like I'm not sure about this like I don't know if I like him yet but I was like but he's very easy to talk to respectful persistent but not in a creepy clingy way it wasn't off-putting it was just like yeah he's like into me yeah he just he's just consistent so by the time we had our third I didn't really feel the I don't call it a spark I call it a click it's like the click can happen platonically too. You know what I mean? Like with a friend, it's like, oh, we like, it's like, did we just become best friends? Like that kind of moment. So I felt the click on the third date of like, oh, okay, really? (laughs) What did you guys do on your third date? So we did sushi and then a comedy show. And I can tell you the moment it happened was when we were waiting in in the bar to get into the, the room for the comedy show, like where you, you know, so we were just waiting and I just felt like, that draw I'm like I felt drawn to him like I'm like oh I like the way you're looking at me right now <laughs> you know like that kind of it like turned on I was like oh okay <laughs> now you get to see him look at you that way forever yeah pretty much <laughs> okay so there was a question that came in from a listener and I'm really excited to hear your response to this because I think it does relate to your story and you guys meeting so somebody wrote um I went on one date with a really nice guy and we have so many similar interests, but I'm not really physically attracted to him. He's not my usual type. Should I go on a second date? Yes. If you had a good time, like if the conversation flowed enough, if you are even a little bit curious to get to know him more. Yes. Yeah. The note, like like, if you're on the fence, just go. Yeah. That's my, that was my, not rule, but that was my like default. Yeah. I think so too. I think unless you like really don't want to go, why not? Like, it doesn't have to be that deep. It's like, do you want to hang out with this person again or not? It's pretty simple if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. You're not signing. It's not marriage. It's yeah. just second date. Yeah. When it comes to someone's usual type, what are your thoughts and experience with should you stay within that type or if someone's not your type, like, should you give them a chance? Yeah, my fiance is like, would not, was not my historical type like in my dating history I went for more like clean shaven clean cut short hair maybe like light color hair guys like stocky he's like gangly tall 
long red hair and a big red beard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like totally different look. But it's like you can you can know someone is attractive. Like, okay, that is a good looking human being and not you don't necessarily have to be attracted, like feel desire to go on a date with them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying like dating outside your type doesn't mean date people you think are ugly. Mm-hmm. It just means like, okay, like this person is a decent looking person, you know, fine. They're not my, what I usually go for, but is it, that should not hold you back. Like I think our types actually hold us back a lot from potentially amazing people. Absolutely. I mean, whether or not people want to admit it, for the most part, when you're swiping on an app, as much as you want to try and look at prompts and bios, like you are judging someone based off of their looks and immediately it's like, oh, that person's not my type. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not yeah, even I think giving them 1% of a chance. On the apps, I think having an open mind is so, so, so important. It's because of like, on one hand, it's because you don't, you can't fit your entire personality in, in six photos and three little sentences. Facts. You know, no one can. And secondly, like, because all these things can happen between sending a message and like getting to a date, like right. they are overwhelmed. They're not answering. They're like, whatever, you, something happens and you don't like, like you need to swipe on a lot of people to just get to the date because that funnel, you know? Yeah. You also have to <laughs> yeah. give people grace. Like if someone's yeah. not responding to you, for a day or two like it's not personal no it's really not it's really not yeah. and if someone says something that like rubs you the wrong way or you're like oh like they said that in a weird way like unless they're like being overly sexualized or like something that's actually yeah. like wrong and they shouldn't do like don't just write them off like we're all yeah. just trying our best here and we're all for the most part out here to, like make genuine connections with people. Absolutely. And you know what? With my conversation with Johnny on the apps, it was very dry, very boring, but normal. And that yeah. was the green flag. And and he he did at the end of that conversation, he got a little flirty. He was like calling me cute and stuff. And by, at that point, it was appropriate. He didn't lead with that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was like we already chatted about like books and work and like other stuff. So yeah. yeah. it's So boring is like a green flag in a way on an app to me because he's also really funny in real life, but his profile and the conversation ha- did not reflect that. That's, <laughs> that's why you got to give people a chance. You want to yeah. be able to get to know those things. And we're also, we're not all our whole personality and selves on an app or even on a first date. Like it yeah. really takes time to peel back those layers for everyone to feel comfortable showing who they are and being themselves. And I know there's not enough hours in the day and not enough nights in the week to get to know everybody, but I, I really think people write others off way too quickly. Agree. Agree. And, and when it comes to like, if you're really focus on attraction like you want to it's like oh I can only go on a first date if I feel attracted to them and it's like you cannot feel attracted like actual desire from a dating app profile like no. I'm sorry no <laughs> like that's no. Isn't, it's not a thing you can think someone's hot but yeah at the same time like the number of times I've experienced like meeting people in real life and then seeing them on an app in real life super attracted them on the app oh my god I would never have swiped right on this person and yeah. vice versa on the app, picture is super attractive. In person, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh my God. I remember like going out with guys who were really attractive from the apps and like their personalities were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we boring and normal is can be a good thing. What about the opposite of boring? Still keeping normal mm-hmm. when someone is seemingly super interested in you and 
I get a ton of questions about this and I know you've talked about it before, but how can you tell what someone's intentions are when you feel like things are going really well, but you're not sure, like, are they genuinely really interested in you and they really like you? Or, and I know this has been a really big buzzword over the last few years, could they be love bombing you or starting to go there? How can you differentiate and hold yourself accountable for just making sure that this is a good situation to be in? Yeah, it's, you know, the love bombers are out there. And I would say that love bombing is not always manipulative. It's not always like coming from a narcissist. Sometimes it is truly a coming from a place of insecurity and needing like an external, the external validation of someone being really into you. And like the way you get someone into you is by lavish, like just like laying on thick, right? It's like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Like, Like there are so many different ways someone can love bomb. And, um, so just know that like not every love bomber is like a raging narcissist. Like, you know, sometimes it's truly just, they don't even know they're doing it. (laughs) I I definitely have a lot of friends who every single guy they date who like says or does one thing, quote unquote wrong. They're like immediately like, why is every guy a narcissist? Like he's a narcissist. I know it. I'm like, hold on, pause. Like, okay, maybe he's not for you or maybe that thing didn't sit right with you, but we don't need to jump to conclusions. Maybe they are, but they may not be. Probably not. I mean, that's like, as you know, it's like a serious like thing that gets diagnosed. It's not just, yeah, no. So anyway, how you can tell, um, what I like to do is to zoom out and look at the facts, look at what's been consistent. Like imagine taking all of their actions and putting them just like written out on a piece of paper. And it's like, you can kind of judge like, okay, how long have I known this person? And are these actions appropriate based on like how long I've known them? You know, and it's like, okay, they brought me flowers on the second date. I wouldn't say that's love bombing. Like that's just maybe sweet. a little over the top, but it's, it's a little bit, but it's sweet. Oh, they bought a plane ticket to Paris on a second date. Prop. Probably love Bobby right there. Like, you know, great. like, yeah, not great. So it's like zoom out and really, really reflect on their actions and also take into account, like be accountable to your own reaction. It's like, are you just overwhelmed by this? Even if they're kind of giving an appropriate level of affection, you know what I mean? Like you have to be aware of yourself and it's like, are you just having, are you just scared, right? Of how much, like, are you just not used to someone just liking you without you having to earn it? Like, you know, without you having to work for it. So that's the question to ask yourself. Um, But I think it's really about like the balance between how long you've known them and what they're doing. And if that lines up. I'm like laughing to myself. I had a conversation (laughs) with someone yesterday who like the first half of the conversation was like, all she wants is for somebody to like make plans in advance and like be thoughtful and go out of their way to see her and let them know that they're interested in her. And she's now been on a few dates with this guy who is doing all of these things. And she's like, I just don't like, it's just a lot. Like, I think it's too much. Like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like sus. And I'm like, you, this is exactly what you just said that you want. This guy is doing all of these things. Like, why can't we accept it for what it is and not turn it into a bad thing? Yeah, no offense to this person, but you're the sus one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that would love and kindness, but yes, like that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's why, like, when I, like, when I was first with Johnny, like, I was like, oh, he's just very persistent. Like, this is weird. But I didn't run away. You know, he wasn't love bombing. Like, he told me on our fourth date he wanted to be in a relationship with me. And I did not think that was love bombing because it's like we had known each other for six weeks at that point. I'm like, okay, like, 
it's a lot. I didn't give him an answer, (laughs) (laughs) but, but like, okay, that's where he was at. Like that's not love bombing. If they say that to you on the first or second date, like, yes, like that is definitely a huge red flag. Yeah. I like your idea of like, see where the actions are like, and should they be happening at that point? I've had a few of my male listeners ask, like they want to show that they're thoughtful and that they're intentional. And I've had some ask me recently, like, is it okay if I bring flowers on the first date? And I actually said like, listen, like that is really sweet and thoughtful. But if it were me and a guy brought me flowers on the first date, I actually wouldn't think it was genuine. I would think, well, this is like their play. Like this is their bit. This is what they do every time. This is, they're not doing this because they like me. This has nothing to do with me. So I would wait for maybe like the third or the fourth date. And on my fourth date with Jake, we both loved The Bachelor and we like watched The Bachelor together that night. And he had got me one single rose and gave it to me at the end of the night. He said, will you accept this rose? And like that was genuine and that was thoughtful. And so I think like waiting first, like make sure you actually like the person and then you can do those small acts of kindness. And I think that will go a long way. Yes. And that's a key, key factor of love bombing is that they are basically, they're not getting to know you. They are try- trying to get you, right? That's the difference. So they, yeah, like are they, if they're asking questions about you, if they're actually like paying attention to your interests, like The Bachelor, you know, or are they're giving you things that are relative to what you've talked about or anything like that, that that's a great sign. But if they're, yeah, just kind of doing generic things or really have nothing to do with what you've talked about, and they're also not putting effort into getting to know you, that's a love bomber for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You had a post that really stuck out to me. And I think so many of my listeners like need to plaster this onto their walls. So I'd love to chat about it a little, but the post, the front page said, instead of analyzing their behavior, ask yourself if you like it. Yeah. Profound. Thank you. No, I mean, I get you, as you know, like I get a lot of messages too. Like, it's like, he did this, he texted that. Why is he on social media not texting me or like or why didn't he plan it it's like stop asking why like just ask yourself if this is do you like being treated like this like how do you feel right now you know Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's really important to stop analyzing because it's it's like also the answers kind of don't matter like if you knew why it's just do you like it yes or no yeah yeah do you like the way someone's treating you do you like how you feel with this Mm -hmm. person when you're not with this person between dates like I think we spend so much time trying to create answers and, and find answers where we're thinking way too hard about it. And yes. I, I really just think like everything about dating has become so overcomplicated and it really, it it could be simple. Yeah. I think it's like, what what will you even get out of having the answer? Like, what will that even give you? They're still treating you that way. Like, well, what they're, they're you're, are you looking for a justification? Cause no, like, we don't need to justify behavior that makes you anxious. With the right person, you're going to feel calm. It's not you're not going to feel the need to analyze their behavior either. Like maybe some things here and there, but not like they're not going to trigger your anxiety like that. If your anxiety is really triggered, um, it's probably not the best match, you know. Or you have to work on your anxiety, but like also might not be the best match. <laughs> Both. I mean, and yeah. I I went through that so much, and I wish I could have removed myself from situations sooner when I could feel like things were very off. Yeah. Right. Like, but yeah, I'm sure with Jake, like you did not question not, things or his not once. Not once. Yeah. Literally not once. Yeah. Same not with Johnny. Once. Like there are some things he said, I was just, that were just like quirky. Like 
huh? But, uh, you know, <laughs> like, is this a joke? Is this him joking? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, yeah. But nothing that, like, made me, like, kept me up at night, you know, or, yeah. like, took me out of my day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get into some listener questions. Somebody said, this goes back to what we were just talking about, dating in texting. The guy that I'm seeing always plans dates, but is a crappy texter. Is that a red flag or a deal breaker? I think it's a red flag. So my move for this is on a date, on your next date, just be like, you're not a big texter, are you? Like, just kind of call them out gently in a playful way. And you can have a conversation about your texting behaviors. You're not saying, I need you to text me more at this point. You're kind of just talking. It's like, what is, what do you expect here with this guy? He might be like, yeah, I just don't like to be on my phone a lot. And that's not a red flag. It's just like, okay, you have to adjust. And let me tell you, but by the time you're in a relationship, it just does not matter anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think the texting thing only matters in early dating. I agree. And I love what you said. I did that once, um, uh, probably like five years ago now with somebody where they kept making plans. Every time I saw them, it was great. And then I would not hear from them in between other than to like make the next plan. And I think it was like our fourth date. I said to him, I'm like, are you just like a horrible texter or like, <laughs> do you not like me? Because I feel like you like me when we're together. And then in between, I feel like you hate me. Now I'm a big texter. So like, what's going on? He was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, I'm like not a big texter, especially during the work week. But I definitely don't want you to think that I hate you because that's not the case. Yeah. So I'll try and be a better texter. And I was like, no, like don't change. And But he did. And he became like a better texter overnight. And it was a really big wake up call for me and learning that it's okay to express my needs. And to give somebody the opportunity to show up in the way that I need. Exactly. Love that vulnerability. Probably not something you want to do on a second date. Like, but I think, yeah, four or five dates and you can kind of like be like, so what's your, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Agreed. Okay. This one says, when is it a good idea to tell the guy that you're seeing non-exclusively about other guys that you're dating? I think this was like, should I like when should I let somebody know that I'm going on dates with other people too? Yeah, this is tough. So okay, I multi-dated, right? And I did not I know people will get on me about this, but I did not say anything to anyone about it unless they asked. Um it, I think with for me, there for with app dating, there's a general assumption that we're all talking to other people, right? You, yeah. Even if you're not, like I just there assume should that. be that assumption. Like yeah. we should so, be assuming that. Yeah. So I think it really becomes relevant when you sleep together. That's really the main time, in my opinion, when you should bring it up. Um, If you are sleeping with other people, if you are talking to other people and you want to sleep with someone like, you know, they might feel more comfortable if you are only focusing on that relationship. But I don't think you need to really bring it up necessarily. I guess you bring it up when you want to stop seeing other people (laughs) and you only want to focus on them. Like you don't have to just like throw it in there because even if you're like this person, it's going to sting. Like, it's not a positive thing to share for no reason. Yeah. Think about how, I guess, if you were on the other side of it, when would you want to know? Yeah. Well, I I think I didn't, like, I, for me, I didn't, I didn't care. (laughs) I guess I just was like, you know, I would say for, in my situation, like, Johnny only was dating me and I was dating, I still went on dates after we met and I stopped seeing other people, uh, I think at our like seventh date. And then I told him, I'm like, okay, like I'm only seeing you now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Great. All right. 
Somebody said, can you talk about accepting that you and your partner were not compatible post-breakup? Additionally, would love your thoughts around societal norms for starting to date again after a relationship. Oh, yeah. I definitely can talk about this. I mean, I had a really, really hard time accepting this that like with my situation that two well-adjusted, like great people just couldn't make it work. And because I grew up with the belief that like relationships are work and you can like figure it out, but not everyone can. And that's okay. Like you're not supposed to be able to make it work with anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think how the best way to move through it is to take the lessons, figure out from that relationship, what you want more of or less of in your next relationship and take that lesson with you. And don't like have more self-compassion, basically. Like you didn't do anything wrong. Some people you just just can't work. That's okay. Yeah. It doesn't That's mean you're bad people. And in terms of societal norms, I mean, like, I feel like society wants everyone to date to get married and have babies. And so it's like, I don't know what societal norms are, are are against this or like what you're up against, but it might be a little in your head about it. Like, like I think People want like people in your life who are the ones that matter, at least not strangers. Uh, they want to see you happy. So do what makes you happy. What about when it comes to dating? Like if I've seen this happen where like dating history will come up and someone will find out, oh, well, they just got out of a serious relationship. Like maybe I shouldn't be dating them or maybe I mean, you can't, not, you know, you can't control other people's reactions. Yeah. Some people might feel that way and some people won't. I think how you present it and how you talk about it is really important. So if you are looking for a relationship, you're going to have to shape your story to support that. Like, oh, I dated someone for six years and then, you know, I, I really healed and I've been in therapy and I'm like, I'm feeling really good about entering a new one like soon if I meet the right person. Yeah. I'm really excited like, to see what's out there and build an even better relationship. And, yeah. Yeah. Open to possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. and I think another thing about accepting that you weren't compatible, I think it's, I think it's like realizing if you and this person couldn't make it work and weren't compatible long term, think about how much better it's going to be when you meet that person that you are compatible with long term. Like that is so cool and exciting that that person is still out there. Yes, agree, a hundred percent. All right. We have a pretty specific scenario here. This okay, one says, I've had three dates with a guy that I met on Hinge. The first date was so fun. We stayed out until 3 a.m. because we were getting on so well and couldn't stop talking and laughing. The second date was also amazing, and we spent the night together, admittedly both drunk. We texted consistently after that, but it was 10 days before our third date due to both of us having a lot going on with work and social life. Our third date was last night, and honestly, it was awful. We were both awkward. He told me that when we met, he had an early start the next day, but an hour in, when we met that night, he had an early start the next day, but an hour into the date, he said he needed to leave by 10 p.m. and kept checking his watch. The conversation didn't flow, and I honestly felt like he didn't really want to be there. We kissed when we said goodbye, but I went home and cried because it had felt so different than the first two dates. He didn't text me after, so I texted him, and he's replying, but I've tried to make other plans to see each other again, and he just said he's not free that day but hasn't offered another time. Do I cut my losses? Do I try to see him again? Do I just be completely honest about how I'm feeling? The first two dates were incredible. We got along so well and seemed so aligned, so I don't know what happened this time. Wow. Okay, that's a lot, and I definitely have been there. And yeah. I mean, I'm curious to hear what you think. My Again, this isn't fact. This is just my opinion. I think that sex too early does throw off a potentially good connection because the physical intimacy and emotional connection are misaligned. And so 
you basically have rushed the in, the physical intimacy and then there's a pre- there's pressure to make the emotional connection catch up to that and i think men especially do feel that pressure and i think he was trying to be a nice guy by taking you out again but i don't think that he wanted to continue yeah i definitely agree mm-hmm. with that i also i agree there are exceptions to that rule because i've seen yeah it no happen, it's not a rule it's not yeah, a rule but, not I think, rule, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. very standard that, like yes. situation i agree like they both need to be or they sh- it's better if they're both like physical and emotional are aligned first. Um, you know, we don't know. Maybe he met someone else in between that he's more excited about. Like maybe. Or before. Or before. Yeah, exactly. Like we have literally no idea what's going on. Maybe there's someone from his past who came back. Like I think, I think it goes back to what we were talking about before, kind of like accepting like, okay, this didn't work out and that's okay. And, you know, maybe next time if you, if you think that part of it could be the fact that you slept together on the second date, then maybe next time don't do that. Um, just to, so that we could like rule that out as a possibility in the future. But listen, enjoy the fact that you had two amazing first dates. Like that's awesome that you were able to connect with somebody like that. That's fun. And let like learn something from this, whatever direction it goes in. I wouldn't continue to ask him to hang out. Um, if you want to express how you're feeling, I mean, go for it, but I don't yeah. think you need to. I don't think yeah. you're going to get e- a either like an honest answer or be the answer that you're looking for. I think get back out there and find somebody even better. Agree. And I think I'm a big believer in investing and testing. So like if you had two great dates, it's like that's not be like, okay, I'm cool. We're this is great. This is gonna work out. Like, like test it more, right? Yeah. Have more dates to see if it's like consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Two days is really early to make that call. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, okay. Somebody asked, Talia, how will you bring your intentional dating style into marriage? Oh, I love this question. I mean, okay, we've already we are a bit we have already found a couple service. Um, so I one of my like non-negotiables was that we do peer marital counseling before we get married. Uh, we both have divorced parents, and I think I am terrified of like things falling apart, which is like something I'm learning about myself. Like I recently realized I was like, wow, so much of my life is like a circle, it's like centered around avoiding divorce. <laughs> like, which is kind of terrifying. So that's one thing we're doing like intentionally we but and we can we are continuing to do a lot of things like we have relationship check-ins every other week um which have been amazing like wow uh you know we we also schedule sex which is like oh again we'll continue to do that scheduling date nights so we basically my answer is carving out time Mm -hmm. is gonna i think gonna be really big for us and uh also carving out time in the bigger picture of like vacations and time together because we have a lot of friends and I've recently learned like since we moved to Mountain View that we have to like have better boundaries around time for us because our friends are just like part of everything (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so those are some ways I want to be intentional in marriage I love that I think when you think about like people so many people just coast through and they're like oh yeah like I see them and it's like I had this problem even with my roommates where they were my best friends but then we were kind of just roommates and we didn't yeah. make plans outside of the apartment because we made plans with other people. And they're like, oh, well, we'll see each other at home. But like me and Jake like, still make such an effort to prioritize like going out and like intentionally going and having date nights together, similar dates to what we did when we started dating. Because what's the fun of just like sitting on the couch every night? Like 
yeah, we do that a lot of nights, but that can't be every night. You know, we still want to make sure that we're doing special things for each other and keeping like all of those things that helped us like fall in love a part of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I'm really excited to be married and I, feel like it's like oh cool like I've already I've read a lot of books about marriage <laughs> and I um I'm, I've already been putting those things into place but it's like even more now I feel like it's weird like being engaged I already feel different like like we're even more of a unit and team like this is like he's even more my family which is awesome I love that I'm so happy for you and so excited Thank for you. you yeah and I okay. want everyone to find that I want everyone yeah. to find that you know like it's out there it exists it does and it's it's worth going through all the ups and the downs of dating. Yeah. It's worth the pain and the heartbreak. It really makes you stronger and, and makes you who you are and brings you to this point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One last question. My favorite question yeah. to ask, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? So I think, I think about this a lot and I'm not sure if this is like advice, but just the word acceptance. Um, Choosing to accept is very different than settling. Acceptance is a choice. So accepting things about your partner is just really, 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 really important. That is, I think, the best relationship advice I've ever gotten. It's like, if you can accept things, like you're going to be solid instead of trying to constantly fix, change, micromanage, um, all that stuff that builds up resentment. And like, it's like, it is literally like a poison in your relationship, but the more you can accept the other person, the happier the relationship will be. I love that. I love that as dating advice. I love that as friendship advice. I love that as self-reflection advice. I love it. Yeah. So that's like, I think about that a lot and it has really helped me. It's like, people like, well, it's not settling. It's like, no, it's not settling it's accepting like that, that other, that's a whole other person that they're not you. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Talia, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? And guys, listen closely to this, take out your phone, (laughs) open Instagram, open Spotify and the podcast app. Like, please go follow Talia and check out her podcast and just like read every single post that she ever posts. Thank you. (laughs) thank you yes come hang out with me on instagram at dating.intentionally and you can also find my podcast dating intentionally on any platform so i'd love to see you there amazing thank you so much yeah thank you this is awesome thanks for listening daters i hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there no matter what your status might be give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead and if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com and In the meantime, keep on seeing other people.